Hey everybody, welcome back to the Netflix Club Podcast. I'm Noah. And I'm Tom. And today we're going to be talking about the all-new Iron Fist series on Netflix, brought to you by Marvel and Netflix. But right now we're going to be going into some Netflix news. Okay, so since it's the end of March and the beginning of April and this next week or so, we're going to have lots of stuff coming in and out of Netflix. So as far as what's coming to Netflix in the next week or so, we have Archer Season 7 coming March 28th. We have 13 Reasons Why, the uh, novel, the adaptation uh, coming March 31st. I'm super excited for that. Um, Rosewood Season 1, Trailer Park Boys Season 11, The Carmichael Show, and The Discovery, uh, that movie that we talked about with Jason Segel and uh, Rooney Mara. Oh, sick. Uh, that's all March 31st. Hype. Uh, April 1st, we have A Nightmare on Elm Street. The original or the remake? The original. Dope. Uh, Gremlins, Scooby-Doo, the 2002 um, film written by James Gunn, Schindler's List with Liam Neeson. Oh, man, that movie's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tropic Thunder. As far as what's leaving, uh, on April 1st, we have Allie McBeal leaving. We have Angel, uh, Bones, seasons, seasons 1 through 4, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, The Show, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Firefly, House, Resident Evil Extinction, Superman 1 through 4, uh, The X-Files, and Vanilla Sky starring Tom Cruise. And that's all we got for Netflix news. So now... I want to say one thing about Iron Fist right. uh, real quick before we start, is that usually we try to cover stuff that is either really good or like kind of a hidden gem. Um, Iron Fist, isn't necess- we're not necessarily covering it because of that. We're kind of covering it because it's new, it's topical, and there's been a lot of controversy around surrounding it, whether it's good or bad, uh, with the critics and fans. So it's a point of interest. Yes. But so, we are going to cover Iron Fist. Yes. The uh, new uh, Marvel Defenders show... That has to do with superheroes, obviously, because <laughs> it's Marvel. But yeah, uh, so we're going to get into the the story. So basically, the story centers around Danny Rand. He's a child that comes from the 1%. His parents are big business people. Uh, on one of their business trips, uh, as they're like flying in Asia, his uh, parents' plane crashes in the Himalayas. And then he's raised by monks from another dimension. Spoilers. Uh, and he becomes this uh, Iron Fist defender of uh, this monastery, and he comes back to New York in search for who he really is and whatnot and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, this review is going to try to be as, like, um, hand uh, hands-off, I don't know if that's the right term, as possible. We're going we're gonna to try not to go into, like, major spoilers, but there will be some, like, light spoilers just about, like, characters that come in and stuff like that. Nothing that will, like, ruin it for you or anything. Yeah. Okay, so that's the story pretty much, um, and I have to say, I haven't seen Luke Cage, but I've seen all of Daredevil, and I've seen all of Jessica Jones, and I have to say, I think this is probably the weakest of those three that I have seen. I would agree, but I don't think that necessarily means like it's bad by any means. It's actually like really good, I would say, like maybe in comparison to the like you know basic like t- television uh, superhero shows like maybe like shield. See, or, I haven't watched those either, so I can't um, okay. make an opinion on that, but so like shield or like Gotham and like mm-hmm. shows like that where it's like kind of like, you know, regular mm-hmm. TV. Uh, I think iron fist was really, really good. Like, but just not as good as like, you know, say like daredevil, mm-hmm. Luke Cage or Jessica Jones. Okay. So, just saying real quick is that um, the reviews kind of, especially on Rotten Tomatoes, they get like the first six episodes or so and they kind of hit them really hard. I believe it bottomed out at like a 13 or 14 percent, which is really, really bad. Which is really, yeah. Relative to at least 
movies and TV shows in general, and also just every other Marvel Cinematic Universe property for the most part. So people were really surprised by that. But there's also some controversy to do with like um, whitewashing. People were upset that Danny Rand um, is kind of he wasn't he's a cat, white guy, yeah. but he kind of is really engulfed in this uh, Asian culture for the most part. People were mad that they didn't catch an Asian character for that. And that's a comic thing we can, we can you guys can talk about in Raving Geeks, but basically I didn't have a problem with that because Danny Rand is a white person in the comics. It's true to the comics, so that's why I didn't have a problem with that. Um, but, so let's talk about characters um, like that and kind of the acting um, in there. My main problem, one of my biggest problems with the entire show, I'd have to say, is that the characters for me at least, had confusing motivations or they didn't seem to have motivations at all and that their personalities seemed to flip-flop whenever the plot called for it. Um, I think three characters um, that really illustrate that really well are Ward and Joy as well as Colleen. Uh, Ward and... Uh, this this is where we get into like, light spoiler territory. Ward and Joy, when they're introduced to... Danny, um, at first they're like, we don't believe him, and we think he's just this crazy guy, and then you get in, like, this back and forth, we're like, we love you, Danny, and then it's like, as soon as it's, like, convenient for the show to be like, oh, hey, nope, now they hate him, they're like, Danny, you're ruining our lives, and then they're like, Danny, you're our brother, or whatever, and then it kind of flip-flops really frequently, I felt like, whenever it, it was just convenient for the plot to be driven, which I would, I would be okay with if it was, like, if it not so it, if it was like oh, wasn't we so flipped, jarring we flipped like one time but it seems like one episode they end and they're like Danny Rand is garbage and the next episode they're like here's Danny he's he's our friend now and I'm like wait there what, what was the motivation for that flip there it's almost, it was like very yeah it was very jarring like you said but what's your opinion on that so that I would agree there are some like issues with then like the the side characters like there there mm-hmm. are some inconsistencies inconsistencies but I felt like uh, in terms of like Colleen. I thought she wasn't that bad. I thought she was good. My problem was that uh, with Colleen, um, like, I think she did have an interesting side story. Yeah. But there's a point where she starts out and she's like, I hate you, Dan, or not, I shouldn't say hate you. She's like very skeptical of Danny um, because he's a guy that's like, I'm a superhero. And she's like, all right, weirdo. Um, yeah. And then, but then, like, I feel like her transition between, um, like, not liking Danny or like being skeptical and weirded out by him. And then felt like, very like sudden. And then yeah, her loving him felt very sudden and like very like uh, from one up op- one end to the other because it was like oh, okay you're a weirdo until like I mean spoiler alert they're like in love or whatever. And not so, not at first though like it's, yeah. it's it is like very much like, like a it like is a very quick flip I felt for me there wasn't it was like they didn't take enough time to develop her turning that way I feel like it was kind of one episode to another it was like that she, she was skeptical and then she was like yep I'm all in. Well I wasn't. Uh, of the mindset that she was like all in necessarily. I thought the transition from her having a dislike to suddenly having a romantic interest was kind of like sudden. Mm-hmm. But I think the progression of like interest to relationship stuff, yeah. I thought that was like carried out well. And then like yeah. everything okay. beyond that with her, like I, that felt like realistic to me, but yeah. just the, the suddenness of like not interested to, Ooh, you're, yeah. I like your okay. abs, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I like your tattoo that's on your chest, <laughs> you know? I like to call this show, uh, how many reasons can we have for Finn Jones to take off his shirt? Because <laughs> he, he's got some muscles. Um, but yeah, that's for, the, for, those, <laughs> for, for, that, for that point, that's probably one of my biggest problems. But as well with acting, one of my biggest problems, um, there wasn't like main acting problems. There were just like slight things that I didn't that I felt didn't work. Is it like nitpicks um, at most? Well, there's Finn Jones, I th- felt, I didn't have any main, main problems with him. There was just like a weird line delivery um, that I thought was just like a little bit off and kind of 
cheesy in some parts, but for the most part, I really liked him as um, Iron Fist. Me too. But my big problem was with Tom Pelfrey, who played Ward. I felt like... I think I like he think, was the... I don't think he's a bad actor necessarily. Yeah. I feel like he didn't fit that role very well. I feel like... And that could partially be the part with that we were just talking about with the characters flipping, um, like, allegiances and stuff, like... Uh, just on a whim or whatever, just when it's convenient. So it felt really hard for to nail down the Ward character. And so I feel like it was a very difficult job for Tom Pelfrey to do, and I felt like he didn't fill that role um, as well as, not because not he's a bad actor, but just as well as somebody else could have. Yeah, I just don't think he was, like, well-suited for it. Yeah. Uh, just, like, he didn't come across, like, likable when he should have been, yeah. but I think he played the, the kind of, like, jerk, like, evil guy when he was evil yeah. and a jerkish. I think he played that aspect well, but, like, when you were supposed to then care for him mm-hmm. and, like, empathize with him, like, that wasn't there because you just were, like, yeah. well, you're kind of a jerk. So, you know, are, are there some ulterior motives there? Yeah. So, like, you're never really on his side necessarily when you were supposed to be? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say, like, if I were to have, like, a complete negative point of the show, I didn't like his character. I think that yeah. was the, the big, you know like bleh for me with this show but I for me personally I thought the rest of it was like pretty solid like okay uh, so speaking of that so why don't we talk about what you thought worked in the show like what was good I think probably one of the best parts um, the fight choreography was pretty amazing honestly yeah it was like I think right up there for sure with uh, Daredevil maybe not as good but because like Daredevil is amazing yeah uh, but I, I think the the martial arts stuff was like on point at least for me personally some people mm-hmm. I had read that like that they didn't like it but I thought it was fantastic when when it was present on the show there were some um some scenes when there was like some fight scenes where there was some weird camera work that was kind of distracting but for the most part I thought it was really good I liked like you said it was almost as good or as good as Daredevil but I feel like that while it's like definitely that quality it had kind of the different feel because it was kung fu it yeah. wasn't like street fighting yeah uh, where Daredevil very much is that and like uh Danny is, like, more of, like, a martial artist. Yeah. Like, you know, he's, like, been training in the mountains all his life. Like he does, that. Yeah, he does, like, cool flips and kicks and stuff like that. And yeah. it, I thought it really worked well with his character and the story and all that stuff. Absolutely. Uh, in terms of, like, what I felt, you know, they did well. Like, I know some people had gripes with, say, his usage of the Iron Fist. But the, yeah. I think their explanation that, like, the, the Iron Fist requires a lot of concentration of mm-hmm. your chi, which is, like, this force within you, they kind of explained. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, if you're you know familiar with like kung fu movies or just mm-hmm. whatever you you kind of know what chi is like yeah. it's it's like this the it's like the stuff that's in you and it makes it go and fight real good <laughs> uh so basically like the iron fist requires a lot of like concentration of chi particularly in your fist so mm-hmm. like uh that takes a lot out of you so danny doesn't you know necessarily use it all that often but i think that i think that makes sense mm-hmm. and i think they established that rule mm-hmm. and they they stuck to it and i thought that was that was cool yeah uh, absolutely and so do you have any other pieces that are actually one piece that I actually liked that people didn't like they thought that it had a slow start but I thought the start I think it was slow in a sense but I yeah. think it was also simultaneously very engaging like it was your introduction to the characters and Danny Rand in particular and I thought it was interesting to see it um I guess more as a drama yeah weirdly enough um but I thought that was probably one of the my favorite parts of the show is probably like this first three or four episodes where it was like here's Danny Rand as a person who's kind of troubled rather than here's Danny Rand who's struggling with being a vigilante the, yeah the vigilante of the iron fist and all that kind of stuff with all the different plots that were going on there I definitely agree like uh it is a slow burn 
uh, people had complaints about it being like like really slow and like unwatchable. But I I don't agree with that. I think you know like there is like a lot of you know time spent developing the characters, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you're gonna have to have like a maybe like a you know some patience with this mm-hmm. because like they go they do go into the characters at least like specifically with Danny. Like you come in you know not knowing a whole lot about him, but like through this like slow burn of a show in the end when there is like a resolution to what has happened in his life mm-hmm. like you you feel that and you felt that you know mm-hmm. arc and i think that was you know like you know executed pretty well like despite it having a slow burn like i felt like a big payoff yeah in the end mm-hmm. and i thought like uh uh the uh, the actor that that portrayed danny did like a really good job with that um another thing i want to point out i thought the uh you know people also had gripes with like the you know lack of like maybe like the usage of like mysticism or like you know the stuff with Kun Lun, like the mm-hmm. the, you know the the place where like he was raised, I think it's understandable given the, uh you know, uh, amount of budget that they have for these shows. I think they're probably going to go into it more in exactly. season two, and they wanted to leave some mystery to it, Definitely. so that way they had something to bring people back, especially with that the particular like the very ending that they had. I think that that was kind of why they didn't touch on Kunlun as much as they could have because like there's a lot to that and there's like a lot to explore and you don't necessarily want to you know go into all of it Mm -hmm. you know in your first season and I think because like there is so much cool stuff involved Mm -hmm. with that they totally could you know milk it out as this series progresses and as this uh street universe with Mm -hmm. these defenders uh you know as that progresses as well absolutely so but like we said this is not by any means a perfect show so let's talk about some stuff that we that uh we felt didn't work we might not agree um but i felt that something that didn't work was like i said the flip-flop personalities was a little weird and then also i felt the meacham story as a whole was kind of unnecessary um with Joy and um, Ward and Harold. Like, I understand that it played some connection to Iron Fist and Danny, but I felt like they focused probably 50% of the show or even more on that relationship, and I feel like they could have definitely um, put that off to the side more or made it significantly smaller so that you still have the major plot points that that needs to ha- that's connected to the Danny Rand story, but I feel like they focused way too much on characters that no one was really watching the show for, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would, like, in terms of, like, the overall story with them, I don't think it was completely ne- unnecessary, but, like, maybe with, like, Ward specifically it was, because, like, you know, I didn't like Ward. He wasn't that interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like with that, like, they they could have reduced like, that storyline Especially overall. with what it became, I feel like they were trying to pull Danny in too many different directions. Yeah. Because have him with, without spoiling anything, with his, like, sworn enemies. They have that kind of, they have his struggle with, like... His relationship ha- stuff. His Yeah, that, like, specifically, like, romantic relationship stuff. You have him struggle with, like, him leaving Kan Lun. You have, and then you have this whole other one where they're like, and now he's got problems with the business, and then also stuff that happens further with people that are involved with the business. And I feel like they were trying to pull him in two different, too many different directions. Um, and they didn't, and I'm not saying they couldn't have done that, but I think they could have done it, if they're going to do that, they could have done it better to make Danny a more balanced character. And I don't feel like this was, like, too, too much of, like, a negative thing. I feel like at most, like, for at least... Me personally, this was like a nitpick because I, I still like enjoyed, you know, the the show for like even despite like stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like I still think it's like a pretty solid show, even though there was a lot you know going on. Yeah. Like through and through all that, we still got to know Danny as a character, and like as yeah. it came out, like you know there was you know like like a, a solid arc there through all this like conflict. Like there was like a you know a 
a solid resolution, at least for me personally. I think that's one of the problems with it, um, is because that the critics, uh, some of their points they I think that they were fair on, and some of them I felt, and but I felt overall they were really really harsh. Yeah. And as fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and as these characters um, before they had a show, I think we are a little bit more defensive uh, because um, kind of like DC and those fans after like you come out with and Batman vs Superman, Suicide Squad, and people were like, and critics really hit those really hard. But then those fans were felt like particularly defensive because like these are characters that they know and love, and I feel like the kind of same thing is happening here. Um, kind of. I, I just feel like though with like Iron Fist, like it ha- had like for I a while. Think, I don't think yeah. it's as bad as people were saying by any means. Because like it had sixteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and like compare that to say like a show like Arrow mm-hmm. or like The Flash or uh, Legends of Tomorrow that are all in the CW. I think Iron Fist is by far you know better yeah. than any of those shows, and those shows get like 80 percent on Rotten Tomato currently. Mm-hmm. Like so, like I just don't see that because I think they are telling a far more you know, interesting and character-centric show mm-hmm. or story on, on this show. Whereas with Arrow I've, and, like, other shows on the CW, I feel like it's more about spectacle and, like, you know, yeah. like, uh, you know, instant gratification within the episodes, that yeah. sort of thing. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like I think it's kind of unfair to then, like, treat, you know, those shows better than, like, say, Iron Fist, yeah. where, like, you know, it is a slow burn, but, you know, it's, it's still, like, a well-told story for the most part mm-hmm. overall. Uh, that that was like my takeaways. Yeah. I think they're, you know, very much treating it unfair. And my last gripe is I don't think you'll agree with me on, okay. but it's that I felt like I understand that I I have the feeling that Claire is probably going to be the glue that pulls the defenders together. Oh wait, no, I think we're on the same page. Um, but if this is going where I think it's going, um, I think she's the glue that's going to hold the defenders together. But I felt like they really shoehorned her in there. Oh yeah, abs- absolutely, man. Oh my gosh, like okay, so the entire time, okay, this is I guess sort of a spoiler but yeah. we're not going to go hardcore into it. So Claire, she's uh, uh uh she was once a nurse but now she's not a nurse mm-hmm. and she's kind of doing her own thing, but she is a character that has appeared in every single Defender show thus far. Mm-hmm. So obviously she was going to appear in Iron Fist, no one was really surprised, but her, you know, as Tom is saying, like her role completely unnecessary and I yeah. think that her the way she was written in the show was completely ridiculous. Yeah, especially, especially at her stage where she's interacted with Jessica Jones, yeah. Daredevil, and Luke Cage. Granted, some people aren't really around or capable of interfering with what's going on. Yeah, Luke Cage. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like Daredevil's—he's a big figure in New York. Yeah, I didn't understand throughout the entire thing with this. You know, like the main conflict is with the hand. I did not understand why Claire wasn't like, "Hey, let's Me go get." Me too. I was like, especially because spoilers for season two of Daredevil, he fights the hand. Yeah, like that's the <laughs> entire thing is like his conflict with the hand. And now Daredevil, Danny is fighting the hand. Why wasn't Claire immediate like, like, "Hey, let's go get Daredevil. Maybe we guys can team up. You have powers. He's." got echolocation brain yeah <laughs> you know let's go instead she was like let me be part of your team danny i'm gonna have claws and i'm gonna scratch some I, people because i got five weeks of training with this kung fu lady yeah that was i was like okay i understand you're gonna be the glue but why don't you have her play a more i don't want to say small but like, like different a, and i guess smaller role like she had in daredevil or those other shows where it's like they come to her instead of her kind of pushing herself into the show yeah almost. it seemed like this time around she wanted to play superhero instead yeah. of like just kind of kicking in the background that to me that I didn't like I guess that makes sense in a sense to her character because she's tired of being you know mm-hmm. like the the cheerleader the, or the sidekick but like overall I think it didn't make sense yeah into, I almost felt like she was an afterthought yeah which was kind of lame but like you know it was, yeah. it was lame 
So yeah, any final thoughts then on Iron Fist? Like though though there are gripes with this show or like nitpicks, like I still overall like really like enjoyed it. I thought it was like solid. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, you know, overly, you know, to the point of like being unfair, like overly criticized. Yeah. But like not to say that there isn't things wrong with it, but I think moving forward they'll be able to recognize some of the the mm-hmm. gripes and I think they'll be able to you know, address them. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I think it's a solid show. I think the action's fantastic. I think the guy who plays Danny Rand is really cool. I'm like excited to see what he does in the defenders and like where he goes mm-hmm. with this character in terms of in terms of interacting with like, you know, the other heroes and like other side characters. I think the guy's great and I'm interested to see where they take his story, like just in general. I mm-hmm. think it's gonna be really cool. Yeah, I think it's just to sum it up. I think there's a great show in there, a great show to be had. But it's, I think there's some there the the drawbacks and stuff are muddle it a little bit too much. Um, still think it's got some good points. Overly criticized, absolutely. But there's a good show to be had, and I think we'll definitely. I hope that we'll see that in season two and see that in uh, Defenders. Like the future, I think is bright for mm-hmm. the character for sure. All right, uh, so that'll wrap it up, I believe, unless you have anything else to say. No, nah, I mean, like, you know, honestly, if you're a fan of superheroes, I would say, you know, watch the show, mm-hmm. you know, make up your mind about, like, what you think of it, you mm-hmm. know, let us know. We have a Twitter page. We're going to make a Facebook page. We're going to make a Facebook page. I swear <laughs> to you, by the next episode, we're going to have a Facebook page. It's going to be real cool. It's going to be Absolutely. real nice. Let us know what you thought of Iron Fist and any of the TV shows or movies that uh, we have talked about on this show. Let us know what you thought. Do you agree with us? Do you not? You know, let us know. Uh, you can listen to us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on the cm-life.com website. Uh, that's pretty much it for the show. I'm Noah. I'm Tom. We'll see you in the next episode. Emerging from the great dumpster fire that was 2016, Ben Solis and Noah Bayshore find themselves ready to take on anything 2017 has to throw at them. Whether it be taxes, George Clooney's nipple suit, or Shia LaBeouf memes, these gentlemen are ready for a super fight. Will Ben ever recover from Birdemic? Will Noah ever grow a real beard? Tune in to the next season of Raving Geeks for all your nerd news and musings from CM Life's premier geek culture podcast. Geek culture. Hey guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus.